conventional podcast where you think going to conventions is easy, however it's anything but. This month, we are doing a solo episode. Why? And while we're on that topic, why didn't we do one in March? Well, listeners, we have had hell on our side, and a lot that, truth be told, would be boring to get into. It's a lot of shenanigans on each and our sides, and because of it, we're handling it the best we can, but because of all the shenanigans, we've decided that we're also going to be doing a lot of smaller episodes, a lot of mini-episodes that will sate the palate, as it were. That being said, there may be a lot of solo episodes down the horizon that will pop up. We might have a few guests here and there, but this year we're on that double-dutch struggle bus trying to keep up with life. We're trying to keep up with the show. We're trying to get everything set up and ready to go, as well as some personal updates that will potentially pop up here and there, maybe on Twitter. You'll see it as it comes down the grapevine. But, hey, we're still here, we're still raring to go, and we're still happy to help you. With that being said, let's hit up the next part of the docket. We are getting super close to the end of the tunnel on this one. Finally, we're seeing potential waves being made with a lot less jurisdictions on conventions and meeting in public. A lot of people are getting the vaccine that they desperately need. I won't say that cases are on the decline because they really aren't at all. And that's for a whole different bag of worms. That's people not wanting to wear masks, people doing stupid crazy shite. Then you have conventions that are popping up that just decide, oh, well, we're going to slightly mandate masks, but we're not going to do anything about it. There's a lot that's going on, and if you've paid attention to one of, ironically, my first solo episode, you'll note that this is something that I was worried about. This is the issue that conventions cannot force people to wear a mask. Yes, it's a private event, but you're in a public area, and there's so many people, it's like herding cats. It's impossible. So... Conventions right now have become what could best be described as a super plague spreader event. That's bad. I'm going to firmly suggest in order for everything to go back to normal faster, in order for everything to actually get to where we want it to be, as much as it hurts my heart to say this, it's not time yet to go back to conventions. There's plenty of digital conventions out there that we can hang out and relax in. And I understand that it's not the same, but we're getting there. We're, we're getting close. And that's the one thing I'm hoping for is the one day that we can all just go to conventions and have fun again. But in order to do that, we all have to do our part to get to that point. So please, wear your mask, follow CDC guidelines, get the vaccine if you can, and when you can especially, and just do your part to make this all go away. Sorry about that. Even after I said that we weren't going to go super deep this episode, here we are going super deep. So let's hit up something that's a little bit brighter. On to anime updates. We finally got Stone Ocean animated coming up. Finally. I wish I had an applause button for this shite because we finally did it, people. Finally, part six Stone Ocean is getting animated. And yes, it's my favorite part of JoJo. And guess what? I don't give a damn if you say it's the worst part and Steel Ball is better or whatever. 
honestly, all parts of JoJo are really good. It just depends on the perspective of the person. So, don't really give a shit what people say. Anyway, for those that don't know anything about Part 6, Part 6, the reason why it's my favorite, I can't spoil. But, it's to do with Jotaro from Stardust Crusaders' daughter, Jolene Kujo, and her wacky-ass adventures and... All the stuff that can happen in that series is just ready to go. Speaking of anime that have been popping off, Baki Son of Ogre is coming out, which means another one of my favorite anime is about to drop off into one of the bigger parts of the story, and I am excited. Now, if only I can get some more Epo, then we'd probably be in some business. Next up would have to be about... The Elephant in a Room, Promise Neverland's new season was... Well, I'm not gonna lie, Promise Neverland around this point in time gets disappointing anyway, so... I mean, the animation's good, but they did skip around and minimize a lot of stuff. I can't... I, I can't even get into it. But then we have the other Elephant in the Room, the... Uh, redo of a Healer anime... We're, we're going to put anime and asterisk on this one. I, I've i read the manga for it. I, I might actually be collecting the manga. I'm not even going to lie. But it's... I love this series. And I can't suggest it to anyone. Because holy crap. If you are under 18, you're no not allowed to go near this series. Man, I, I kind of want to do a deep dive on why I like this series one day. The main character is a horrible bastard. Everything that happened to him was horrible. What he does to a lot of people is horrible. But it's like a train wreck full of clowns you can't look away. I It's hard to describe this series. Again, one of these days I really just want to sit down and do an After Dark of just explaining Redo of a Healer and why I like it. On to more hype, you have the Thousand Year Blood War arc finally getting animated. You have, finally, I, this is the last one I want to go into before we get into the topic. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. We're finally here. I thought I'd never see the day. I thought that this was a myth when I first heard about it. And when I found out that the trailer was coming out, I had to sit back and look at it. It is, we're finally there. <laughs> I can finally say that Ava has a true ending, because it finally does. And it's not just theory, it's not philosophy, it is the ending, hopefully. I've been waiting for this day. Oh man. So, before, I can, I can hype on for days, but I'm trying to limit this to like 10 minutes. So, before we get into that hype train, let's get ready to jump into the main topic of the day. So, have you ever actually just sat down and realized to yourself, holy crap, I want to build this so bad. I want to build, well, anything. Be it props, be it costumes, be it armor, be it anything that you can think of. And you get to this point where you realize, I can't figure this part out. I can't do this. I can't do that. Be it for XYZ reasons. It's too pricey to build at the time. It's too much out of my skill range that I don't think I'll do it right. I don't have the time. I physically cannot figure out how this works in real life. All of these different things, all these constraints, all this stuff that has been popping up in your head. Well, me too. So I broke it down and I realized there's six key constraints to a cosplayer that limits their capabilities. 
and I'm not going to say imagination is one of them, because it's not. All of our imaginations at this point is unlimited. However, there are six that have to be talked about. And those six are budget, tools, skill level, physics, space, and of course, time. With this, I personally believe that these are the six key things that constrain all cosplayers. And it doesn't matter what skill level you're at. Because, think about it, at the end of the day, you could be a master grade cosplayer that is going to different tournaments, and then you're working against a time constraint. You're working against trying to figure out the budget. You're trying to figure out how you can actually fit everything that you want to do in a space. All this stuff will always bounce back to you one way, shape, or form. There's no such thing as perfection because we're always trying to aim for the best that we can do, and we're always going to do better the next time we do something. So these are the six that will always haunt you, but you can make them work for you the more you do them. So let's talk about them and let's break down what each one is. And again, this is my own perspective on them. They could work differently for you, but the six are always there. They're always going to be the same six things at the end of the day. So let's talk about the first one, budget. Budget is the hardest one to talk about. Why? Because... Sometimes it's not in the cards to build what you want right out the bat. Sometimes you have all this stuff that you want to do that you just can't do. Maybe you want to build just the most badass Transformer. Maybe you want to build Serena from Sailor Moon's wedding dress. That's a lot of money that's going to have to go into all of these things. Maybe it's something so simple that it just isn't in the cards for you. There's a lot of low-budget cosplayers that I can honestly say understand this and they understand it better than anyone i want to say when it comes to trying to build something magnanimous and beautiful but you're working with the bare minimum my solution to this isn't really a solution it's more of a way to get around it learning to budget for your cosplays learning to not sink all of your money into a cosplay is rule number one in my book every single time always try and just break down your cosplays in a way that will make it so that it doesn't burn out your buck. If you can't pay rent that month, then that cosplay is gonna have to wait. Do not put cosplay over everything else. I don't care what level you're at. It's important to put life first before fun. While we're still on that topic, here's the other thing. Sometimes the way you want to do something isn't the most logical. Usually it's a good idea to actually go around and actually look, see who else is trying to figure out something similar. It might be a good idea to even check and see if someone's doing the exact same costume that you want to do. Maybe they put out a tutorial. If they're nice enough, they might actually break down how they did things and you can actually see the pitfalls that they went through. That is usually one of my favorite things to look for. Why? Because I get to see the materials that they thought was a good idea and their final thoughts on it. And then you can actually go, okay, they would have done this differently. Can I do it that way? And that leads on to one of the other issues later on down the line. But when you look at everyone else's costumes, even if it's not your own, look for different techniques, look for different ways things are done. And then maybe you'll actually find a cheaper alternative to what you're trying to build. The next step that I want to bring up with this is look for deals. Holy crap, I will always swear by this. Never buy something at market value. Always, 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 always look for a cheaper deal. I do a lot of woodworking, so I don't 
avoid Home Depot and Menards like a lot of people would suggest. And I don't always just stick in basic lumber yards. No, I shop around. I check and see who has the best deal per square foot. Same thing with cloth. I may not be a seamster, but I know how to spot a deal. Hell, go outside of your comfort zone if you can. And instead of looking at Joann's and eh, I'm not even going to say uh, Hobby Lobby. I don't, I don't personally like them myself. But if you don't mind them, go for it. They have plenty of coupons out the wazoo. There's plenty of ways to actually bite that budget back. And there's plenty of ways that you can figure it out on your own. I'm not going to give you budgeting tips because that's dependable on you. But what I will say is this. Even if you have a million dollars and you're willing to put 5000 into a cosplay, still look for deals. Why? Money's finite. Screw it. Always try and save up where you can. Put that money into other things that you can actually use. Hell, even put it aside for better tools, better anything, better quality of life stuff. And speaking of tools, let's talk about tools. So, I don't know if anybody's ever actually listened to our old episode about just props and building and stuff that you need for essentials. Or as I like to call it, the cosplayer survival kit. Tools are essential in our business. It's beyond important to have the basics. And the thing is, the basics are always going to be different depending on what field you are in. No matter how hard you twist it, tools are going to be your biggest investment. So one of the smartest things you can do, work around getting your bang for your buck, save up, get the tools that you know that are going to last, and work with your basics, work with your essentials. Make sure that you can build what you need out of your essentials and go from there. Sometimes there are specialty tools that will make your job a lot easier. And then there are sometimes tools that are more you want them because they look cool. You got to know the difference. You got to know which tools are going to be the ones that you are definitely going to use in the future versus those one and done tools. If it's a one and done tool, try and push that to the wayside. Maybe get that as a present or a treat yourself day. Those tools you kind of want to avoid. I know this because I have a box of one and off tools that I keep getting and I need to stop. But I also have an entire workshop full of tools that I desperately need. And those tools come in handy. The other thing is, and ironically this kind of goes with something else, knowing if you can make a tool versus having to outright buy a new tool. If you have a hammer, cool. Sometimes if you're good enough, you can make another hammer. Everything's a hammer if you try hard enough. Don't don't try that. Don't Don't ever try that. <laughs> but you get the idea. Also, one of the biggest key factors that I'm going to point out is use what you got. Do you think that you can't build something at this moment because you don't have that fancy $30 tool or $80 or $500 tool? Use what you got. You can build almost anything with your essential tools if you kind of think outside the box. Good example. I wanted to build a longboard for a while. I wanted to make one for quite a bit. I'm not that good at skateboarding. I'm more of an inline skater. But I've always wanted one. So I looked up online. I realized the basics behind them and I understood. I don't have all the tools that require me to actually build a really good one. However, I can build these things with the barest minimal of tools so long as I understand the basics to it. And then I brought that into the whole concept of you don't need 
all these fancy tools to build props. You don't even need all these fancy materials. Sometimes you can just get by with cardboard, duct tape, and a hope and a dream. You can make anything out of anything almost. It's just a matter of durability and all the other fun physics shit. So, use what you got. And you'll be surprised what you can get away with. Now this jumps into the next part of our constraint section, and that is skill level. This one you can't fake. You can go out in the world and say that you're a master grade cosplayer, but if you're coming in there with pants that look like they're made of Legos and Minecraft gear, then it's pretty obvious. Skill level is that one thing that is always going to need to grow. You're always going to need a new level to actually make the next thing that you want to make. And staying at the level that you're at, it's debilitating at best. Thinking that you're not good enough in and of itself is a constraint. And that goes in a skill level. No one is the best. No one's perfect at what they do. But first things first, always have confidence in yourself. Always believe that you can do this. Do not ever say, I cannot do this. Because quite frankly, you can. It's just a matter of how you do it and when. So why am I talking about skill levels? Well, first things first, positive mental attitude gets you a long way. The second thing is when it comes to getting your skills up to actually build something, it's like a muscle. If you want to learn how to do something, learn how to do it. Figure it out. Work around the errors. All cosplay is is a giant puzzle, and it's a puzzle that allows you any way to get to the right answer. So when you're building, you're bumping up those skill levels. You're getting that EXP. You're getting ready to actually get better at everything. And that's something that's awesome in its own right. But at the same time, every single time you do something, you realize after you finish... This could have been done differently. That could have been done differently. And then you take that to the next piece that you do. It doesn't matter what piece it is. It could be big or small. You're always going to take those lessons and you're always going to be leveling up. So never get discouraged if you mess up on something. Never get discouraged if you're worried that this piece isn't going to be as good as the next person's. Fuck the next person. This is your piece and this is your journey. If I were to give any form of advice for this piece, I would say... Practice makes perfect. If you're worried that you're going to mess up on the more expensive material, work on a mock-up. Work on something that's smaller first and see if the project works. Then jump into the next piece. Right now, I'm working on a piece that I it's completely out of my comfort zone. I've never done something like this. I've never combined all different types of skill sets that I have into one piece. It's stressful, and I always worry, and I it stalls me a little bit, but in order to do it, I've been making little things that are similar to what I'm building. They're not the exact same, but they're getting me closer and closer to that confidence that I need to actually build the big one. And that's all you have to do. Sometimes it's harder to do because making a mock-up of armor, that's a little tricky because while you can make it out of cheaper material, it won't feel the same as the material that you want. But you get an idea of where all the pinch parts are, where everything's going to get weird. You learn from building and you learn from doing so yeah learn that way it helps out a lot also never be shy from criticism positive criticism to be more specific never tune that stuff out sometimes you get a diamond in a rough that'll actually help you in your journey it'll help you figure out where you're gone wrong what you could have done better and then you can actually attune that to your own skill set now i'm not going to say that the internet is a nice place i'm hell it's the opposite there's a bunch of assholes out there but 
you learn real quick who the assholes are and you learn to tune them out. But you also learn the people that are giving you constructive criticism and take their word with a grain of salt. Sometimes what they're suggesting won't work for you. It's worked for them, but it might not work for you. But then you actually have the ability to just sit back and go, okay, this person said that I could have used this specific brand of paint. Maybe I should use that specific brand of paint, but I'm not going to get the same results as them. I'm using paint, but you can say cloth or what have you. It all translates the same. At the end of the day, you learn something from what you've heard. And that's important. The next one we're going to get into is kind of a fun one because physics, space, space is the wild card. It is the biggest issue and it's going to haunt you no matter what you do. It is the trickiest beast on this list next to the next two. Do you have enough space to build what you really want? I mean, when I first started building things, I was literally working out of a closet. I didn't have space to do squat diddly. I wanted to always build these big grand things and I couldn't even fit them outside my door. So they were stuck in my room until I just broke them down. And then you kind of feel bad because now all that work you've done is never going to be seen. Do you have enough space to build anything? You know, it's, do I have enough space to actually put all my paint, all my tools, everything? If I don't have that space, how am I going to actually put anything anywhere? And it's also the other thing is space can even be an issue for yourself. Are you building for yourself? Are you building for someone else? Are you building for another character? If you aren't building something to you, then it's not going to feel right. So you're out here trying to build something that isn't even going to be comfortable in the long run. Even getting into that, are you going to be comfortable in your piece at a con? While, yeah, cool, you can sit around in your piece at home, but is it good enough that you can be walking around, moving around constantly? Is it going to be able to take that stress? Is it going to be able to even go through doors? Let's talk about doors, people. I see people all the time that come out of nowhere with these massive, immaculate wings, and they're awesome to look at. And then you watch them try and figure out how they're going to get through the hotel door. And you sit there, and it's like watching a chihuahua with a friggin' wooden spoon in his collar trying to get through a gate. It, they're not getting anywhere. They can't even wiggle to the side. It's almost pointless. You know what I mean? So my rule of wings or wingspan or space, can you get through a kitchen door? If you can't get through a basic door in your costume, you might want to start thinking about this. Now, the other big one is, let's say you take all the advice I've given you up to this point. Let's say you've actually thought about all this. How are you going to get it anywhere? Yeah, think about that for a second. Can you get all your fancy pieces through a door? Cool. Can you break it down? Can it ship? Can it move at all? Are you going to have to sit there with essentially a Zoid pod around you or an Iron Man setup where you're slowly getting put together? These are the things that I want you to think about when you're thinking about space. The other big thing is if you can put it together at your house, can you put it together in a hotel room where the space is going to be even tighter? And then can you do all of this and still have hands to open doors. Some people think about only having these awesome props in both hands, but now you kinda can't open the door in front of you 
because both your hands are filled with tridents and swords and guns and what have you. Now, when it comes to dresses, same thing. Please, please, when you're doing dresses or any form of cosplay, please build pockets into them. Good pockets, big pockets, things that you can fit your phone in, all of this awesome stuff. Build pockets. That goes into space as well. So, I know I've been talking about armor and all this other stuff, but when it comes to actual clothing costumes, all of this kind of falls into the same thing. Because while you don't have to worry about the wing rule, are you going to be able to run in your costume? Is it going to be able to withstand jumping? Is it going to be able to withstand even being able to sit down in? Are you going to rip a seam doing a pose? Think about all this carefully when you're thinking about the space of your situation. And speaking of running and jumping, let's hit up on the physical aspects. The physical constraints are their own beast. They are literally limited to you, as with all of these. But physics are, oh boy, these are the ones that are really going to make or break a costume. And it isn't just your own personal physical constraints. Do you have medical issues that require your costume to be able to be taken off in a hurry? Are you going to be carrying a lot of extra hardware, like I do sometimes? Are you going to have enough space to breathe? Once again, we're back in space. But physics are the biggest concern in my own personal book. Sometimes you want to build something that you physically can't lift. Sometimes you want to wear something that would be insane to wear in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the winter. Think about your seasons. Going back to our season episodes of the four slash five seasons, you're thinking about all this stuff that you have to do ahead of time. Bigger question, are you going to have a handler that's going to be helping you worry about all this stuff as well? All of this is a balancing act that you're going to have to deal with one way or another. And speaking of a balancing act, let's talk about fiction versus reality. Anime, comic books, sci-fi, TV shows, whatever you want to actually cosplay, whatever you want to think about. They live in a world where our physics don't always apply. And by that, I mean... Let's say someone has a eight-foot wingspan. They're going to have this large sword that they can wield in one hand. They're going to have this halo that glows brighter than the friggin' sun. All that fun stuff. How are you going to build that? And yes, I might have been watching a lot of Supernatural and Lucifer in the last couple of days. Don't at me. Anyway, the point stands. How are you going to build all this? Just in your head. Or let's even talk about a massive dress that fits on this character that is has to be about 80 pounds because the way they're drawn is almost pencil shaped how are you going to actually fit that to your design human body mass versus anime characters usually doesn't always add up sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't in short build the actual costume around your proportions versus the characters and i promise you it's going to look 10 times better every single time and definitely, no matter what it is, rock what you got. Fuck the haters. Just take it from the guy that's freaking a bit bigger than he wants to be. Rock what you got and make it work for you. If the character doesn't look like you the way that you want them to look like you, work around it. Make it your character. Make, run that shit like you are that shit. I don't give a shit what anyone online says. I don't give a shit what anyone around you says. Flaunt that shit. Be proud of how you look. And don't let anyone say otherwise. That being said, don't sacrifice yourself for realism. Just trust me on this. You don't want to sit there and go, 
oh, I'm going to have these hyper-realistic wings that jut out of my back, and then you're going to have scarring on your back because now all this stuff is stabbing into you. Please do not glue things to your actual body. Please. I've seen so many people do that, and then they have these horrible scars and horror stories to tell about them. Don't have stuff on the inside that is going to be scraping and scratching against your body. Think about that stuff before you build that stuff. And one of the big things when it comes to physics, sometimes some materials in fiction do not adhere to stuff in reality. And try and avoid metal, please. If you're trying to put things together, there's an adhesion chart online that I wish I can constantly share just to help people out. But it's easy to find if you look up for adhesive guides. Also, before I even jump that, there's one thing I've always wanted to say. Hot glue is not the cure-all. It is not the omnisaya. Do not always use hot glue to combine stuff together. I know a couple of cosplayers that have used hot glue to sew. And in some cases it works, but they literally just hot glue chunks of fabric together and that's what works for them. I know I say use what you got, but in that situation, that ain't that ain't going to work, Chief. Maybe it's in a rush. Maybe you're worried about something. But this is kind of why I always say, think about how you want the actual thing built. Think about how you want it to feel. Think about how you want it to move. And then work the physics into it. I'm not asking you to have a degree in physics, but I'm asking you to think how would this feel carrying around eight hours a day? How will this feel wearing this for all this time? I got to think about this stuff. I got to stay hydrated. I got to do all this other stuff. I need the pockets to hold half of the stuff that I need them for. And I have to be able to do all this on my own. While you may have handlers, while you may have friends that are willing to stay by you all that time, you kind of want to be able to have fun with them. And you want to be able to not always need them around. You want to be able to survive on your own. And sometimes, especially with physical constraints, that's kind of hard to say. And that sucks. I know this a lot better than I really want to let on. But you want to be able to, especially in cosplay, you want to be able to help yourself before anything else. And you want to be sure that you're able to do everything efficiently. And speaking of efficiency, holy crap, let's talk about time. Time is our best friend and our greatest enemy. This one everyone's going to be thinking about more than anything else. The time you have per day. Do you have the ability to make it before a con? Are you going to be doing it at the con? You got to think about all this stuff. Time sucks because we only have so much time during a day and I'm always going to be the one that advocates getting proper amounts of sleep if you can. Do not lose sleep over a cosplay. 24-hour challenges is not fun. You're going to make more mistakes during a rush than you are going to do if you spread it out for deeper amounts of time. And if you have a time limit that forces you to work faster and not smarter, you're going to notice this very quickly. You're going to notice that you're probably not going to make it and you're going to be burning time at a con trying to sit there and get everything done. And that's not fun. So try and budget your time, back to budget, Budgeting your time and making sure that you actually have the ability to just sit down, get stuff done, long before a con. My rule is always have it done before the con itself, specifically a week before the con. 
that week i am always sitting back i'm doing everything i can in that costume trying to actually see how much i can do and finding out all the little nips and bobs that i can get out of it then you can actually see how much wear and tear it's going to get you can see how much stress the actual costume can take you can see how much pain that that prop is going to give you and maybe you can even do a little preliminary workouts all that fun stuff now that being said one of the bigger things in time that i've noticed from a lot of people and this might be specifically from props armor and all that fun stuff is paint i'm not telling you to watch paint dry but acknowledge that paint needs to dry and it's not to the touch it's not oh well i can paint some sealer over and it'll be fine and then when that gets to a touch it'll be fine no paint requires at least a week for hardening do not I repeat, do not do a rush job on your paint. The sealer, the paint, all that stuff. If you try and use spray paint and try and paint over that real quick, you're going to get a bubbling effect. That's going to ruin the entire thing. It's going to increase how much time you're going to have to take to finish that piece. I have done so many rush jobs, it hurts to admit. So when I say always make sure you know how long it's going to take to dry paint, it might be a good idea to think that through. Acrylic paint doesn't take as much time, thankfully, especially if you're doing it by hand, but you still want to give it enough wiggle room for drying. One of the big things I will always suggest when it comes to painting is make sure you know off the bat how much time it's going to take to dry. Calculate that time and then give it an extra hour or two. Same thing when it comes to adhesives. Do not sit there and go, oh, well, this is good enough. No, let it have some time to rest. Let it have some time to actually cure. Cure times are a nightmare. And I know a lot of people that do resin and a lot of people that do silicone stuff, they're gonna say the exact same thing. Letting that some bitch dry and letting that thing cure is going to be a matter of life and death when it comes to the actual product at the end of the rainbow. Now that we've come to all of this, this is the most positive thing I will ever say about time. It's okay. It really is okay to not be on time. Take the lesson from how long you realize how much time you put into it and be okay that it's not going to be ready. Things happen. It's okay. Even if you have a perfect 100% schedule that you have set up up to this point and then out of nowhere, out of the blue, an emergency happens, out of the blue, you cannot build this thing anymore and it's going to take a while to do, it's okay. Take some time and realize that not everything's going to be perfect. Learn the lessons that you have made up to this point to realize, okay, I can sit back and realize I needed more time for something this big or this small. And that's the other thing. Always realize that size of something doesn't matter. You think that you can finish something in 24 hours, it's going to take more. Don't get cocky. So at the end of the day, just realize and relax it's okay that something's not going your way just make sure that you take the lessons from it and just coast make it work for you and the less stress that you put into a prop the more that it's going to come out better the less stress that you put into trying to rush a cosplay out the door the more it's actually going to come out better just relax let go of all that stress and it'll be all right. And that's the only message I can really give on time. So with that, yeah, we've covered all six of the constraints. And I know it felt a little fast. But there's a reason for that. Because I could talk about this all day. 
I can tell you every single thing that goes into every single one of these. But at the end of the day, they're all specified towards you. You are the one that has to figure out the true nips and bobs for these different constraints. And that's on you. And honestly, I want to hear about your constraints. Out of the six constraints I listed, what slows you down the most? What things make it hard for you as a cosplayer, as a builder, that actually makes it hard for you to actually finish something? Because once you start talking about it and once you start thinking about it, you realize there's other ways around these constraints and you can make them work for you. You can actually work around them and finish something that you're truly proud of. And that's the message I want to leave with you. They may be called the six constraints, but you can make them your six strengths at the end of the day. So with that being said, I think we're coming to the end of our time. I know it's a short episode and I know we kind of blew through this pretty quickly, but I wanted to leave you guys something to think about for this month. So if you want to hit us up, we always have a Discord open. We always have our email open. They're always going to be listed. But if you want to talk to us, if you want to chill us out, we're always on Twitter. You know how to get to us. Conventional crew without the E. And as always, our Gmail, which is conventionalpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Discord, Discord is always at the bottom as well. And if you want to give us a shout out, or if you want to give someone a shout out, or you want to talk to us, or even donate to us, we have a coffee open. We're always willing to listen. Hit us up on Facebook. Do whatever you need. But with that being said... We live in a very interesting timeline, and there is a lot of chaos in the world, but guess what? I honestly believe that we can all get through it together, and I cannot wait to see you guys all at another convention. But until then, this is Jax, and I'm signing off, but never for the last time. Much love. Peace. Peace.